guys, we need to apologise because um, we've been a little bit inconsistent. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little bit inconsistent. Obviously, I went away to get married and then uh, since coming back, we've had a lot on our plate. We've been making some big changes. Jen and I went away to Barcelona for work. Then I was in Belfast for work and then we have our Glasgow live event, which we are just preparing for today. So we do promise that you're going to have the next well, like four or five weeks of podcast recorded within the next two days. Yeah. So you won't ever have to wait again. We do promise because Jen goes away at the start of September on holiday as well. So we need to make sure we've got some ammunition. <laughs> <laughs> but also, we've got our, our son back. Yeah, <laughs> Look who's joining us today, <laughs> Mr. Rooney. <laughs> yeah, guys. <laughs> don't act shy, bro. Come I on. I don't know what else to say in that situation. <laughs> like, he's really like, you're right, I can't introduce myself. We should be like, again. guys, I'm fucking buzzing to <laughs> be back here. Pumped to be back on the podcast. Yeah, that's pumped it. to share my wisdom. Feeling a lot more confident than last time. And yeah, I'm ready to get cracking with but it. We've allowed him back because he behaved <laughs> himself the last time. Very true. But yes, we're on two pairs of socks. In that, 25 in degree one. weather. Aye. In two one. pairs of socks in one, which I'm still kind of mind blown about. I didn't know why that would need to be a thing. But I'm <laughs> now very intrigued. <laughs> um, but Jen, how are you? I'm all right, how are you? Yeah, good. Um, obviously, I think we've been fucking burnt out since the win. Fucking shattered, if I'm perfectly honest with you, but I'm, I'm here. <laughs> Fucked. That's, that's what we've been. Um, but yeah, if there's nothing more to say, I feel like you're only talking today. You're you're normally guiding us directors. You're okay, normally you said, you said we'll get on. Back. I'll guide the podcast. I'll ask some questions. <laughs> Sorry, Mister. Welcome back to the Built for Life podcast. It's fucking mentally checked out. Today. I just wanted to, to, to introduce you back to the guys. Guys, you're... welcome back to the Built for Life podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, the team are sound, like abusing me as always. <laughs> but Jen, um, I know you had a topic you wanted to discuss today, and it's, um, it's definitely going to grow arms and legs as it always does. So why don't you give us a little bit of an insight? Subject has been nominated to me as per usual. Um, <laughs> No. Jane does this thing I think we've already told you where she goes what are we going to talk about then we get like a subject heading and she goes aye but what are we going to talk about inside that and I'm like we know what we're talking about and then she goes right okay almost like it's your funeral if this doesn't go down listen all <laughs> I can say is I'm the only one here who's a professional content creator and, uh, <laughs> did you just see the reel I posted on Instagram <laughs> and who considers the brand of the opportunity <laughs> uh, no something that I genuinely thought would be good to talk about because um, it's something I was thinking about I was actually going to record something for um, our private client podcast but then when we don't do podcast, the public podcast they'll shout at us um, so <laughs> I thought it would be good for us to come and just do on this one anyway um, and it was something that I realised the other day because I'm back running again because I'm doing the Great Scottish Run Half Marathon in the 1st of October hmm. so like I'm back into the actual like consistent disciplined running training instead of just like going for a run whenever I can be arsed. You ran in Barca, I said it was class. I was honestly one of the best runs of my life. Like, but I mean, it doesn't surprise me that running in Barcelona was significantly more enjoyable than running in Coatbridge. So, <laughs> I mean, like... It's Very true. Pretty, Very like, true. Pretty expected. But um, it made me realise, like, the difference in how I kind of listen to my own bullshit. Mm -hmm. And I think that something that sets people apart from being bang average at something and saying they're going to do something and then never actually doing it is becoming fluent in your own bullshit. 100%. Like, I now am bilingual in my mm. own bullshit to the point where before I even finish the sentence in my mind, I'm already telling myself to not be a cunt. Yeah. Like, and I think that for ages, like what I noticed this time round was like, 
I planned, I did my long run yesterday because I was there's no time to do it over the weekend and then learning kind of logistically for the last time. I used to hate like getting up my Saturday, like having to fucking make sure I've carved it up the night before, got to my bed, got a decent sleep up in the morning, get a litre of water in, make sure everything's done, like go and run. I run as slow as I've eaten in the jail. So it's all that time. Then as a woman, you need to come back, you need to wash your hair, blow dry it, style it before, you know, it's three o'clock and you're full Saturdays away. So I started like proper resenting it. So I was like, I need to find a way to make it more like logistical like make it work better and if that means running at five o'clock in the morning on a thursday then so be it um but i know now like the certain like the bullshit like stories that i'll tell myself and i feel like i've read them so many times that i just know when they're coming so like one of my biggest um bullshit stories is see if i don't have my stuff laid out the night before i'll be like i'll just get it in the morning now i know for a fact like if Paul's sleeping, we've got like an ottoman bed. So see when I can't be arsed putting stuff away, I just shove it under the bed and yeah. deal with it later. If there's anything under that bed that I need to wake him up out the bed to get, that's not going to happen because I'm going to feel bad for waking him up. So the minute that it's not there, easily accessible, I need to get up, get dressed, get out the door and start running before I, my brain's even had a chance to comprehend that I'm actually running. Mm-hmm. So I know for a fact if it doesn't happen in that specific system and in that routine, it just ain't going to happen because I will take, I love running, but I forget that I love running. I'm like Dory, like I forget that I love running at the end of every fucking run. Yeah. So I know for a fact, unless that's actually so accessible to me that I've got no choice but to do it, I ain't doing it. If I sit down and drink a coffee, I'm not going. Yeah. Like if I sit down, I'm not going. So like it's almost like I've had to become so fluent in my own shite that I know that I can't actually I can't let myself away with it and I think once you I think when we talk about self-awareness I think a lot of the time people think it's like understanding who you are better or understanding your ident- identity better and it's like no understand where you're a cunt most uh, like what is the like understand how long did it take to say cunt <laughs> that's the second time I've said <laughs> it, it is right? the second or third time understand where you talk shite to yourself the most like see all this all like I'll do it later or I'll find another it's not the right time right now I just need to focus on this and then I'll get round to it I don't think that's right for me lies 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 right you need to understand actually where do I talk the most shit to myself that's where you start and increasing your self-awareness not how do I understand myself on a deeper level who is I'm trying to become no what's the lies that I tell myself that I need to become fluent in so that I can learn to speak to myself a different way you hear that cunts (laughs) (laughs) but no it's actually so true and as you said there I think see the identity piece where people are always just like who am I supposed to be what am I supposed to do like where am I in this world or where am I supposed to be in this world? Like, do the work and you'll figure it out. Like, you can't, you can't, what was it you said, Jen? Um, you can't wait for the the why without focusing on the how. No, you can't. It was about the perfect conditions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, people think that, like, I need to wait till the time is right. It's just not the right time right now. But perfect conditions are always your worst enemy. Yeah, yeah, Because you can achieve an outcome in perfect conditions. You cannot sustain them. Like, unless you, if you're trained to be a pilot, unless you learned how to land a plane in horrific conditions, if you only ever learned to fly in beautiful sunny days, what do you do when the weather's shite? Like, you panic. You don't know what to do. Exactly. Um... I think one thing to take away from this that I see very regularly, which is probably going to speak to the people that listen, because they'll have been here and they'll have said this at some point. You'll have heard clients say it, Rue. You'll have heard clients say it, Jen. I know I'm not making that much progress, but my mindset's oh, better. Don't, don't, <laughs> right. no, 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 no,
One thing we're unveiling tomorrow, which is actually extremely exciting, is that we've come up with the fitness industry's first physical and psychological competency-based framework to take someone through a journey of self-discovery to start with, like really understanding more awareness, like what the limiting beliefs are, where they're holding themselves back, where they're letting themselves down and just buying into the same old stories time and time again, all the way through to this point of self-mastery where you no longer just do things for yourself, you do things for other people, you want to serve, you want to contribute, you want to give back to the world and you want to give back to the people in your world as well so that your world can be as best, as good as it can be. Um, and one thing that you cannot hide from within this framework is that each and every single stage that you have to work through, and there's five stages, require a physical um, progression as well. And you need to be hitting the psychological and physical um, competency levels to be able to progress. So if someone comes to me and they say, yeah, no, I'm not progressing, but my mindset's totally changed. I'm like, okay, well, number one, what does mindset mean to you? Can you tell me where you feel different? Why you feel different? What's different in your life? Mm -hmm. What's changed? What's contributing to the mindset? Yeah, what's contributing to the mindset? Usually what they'll say is going for a walk, training more, putting boundaries in place, not drinking as much. But what they won't be taking into consideration is that they're still struggling with things that they're not so good at. They've not developed the skills with. So even though they might be drinking more out or drinking less, less alcohol, they might be eating more food. When they're eating more food, it then means that they're training the following day might not always be followed through with because they wake up sluggish, lethargic. So they might move their training to through the week, but they've never done that before. So their mindset's improved, even though they've maybe not smashed all sessions from the week before like they should have and they could have pushed themselves to do. So it's like, I'm doing a bit better, but I'm not ready to go all in yet. But you need to respect the fact that I'm progressing. Mm -hmm. And all well and good that you've made some slight changes, of course, but you can't always over time, if you're looking to progress to a particular point and you tell us you want to get to a particular level, justify the progress that you've made when it's not warranted for the outcomes that you actually want. So you can't actually sit and say, you should celebrate me constantly for showing up in these changes I've made when those changes are still the only consistent changes you've made yeah. six months down the line, yeah. right? When you should have been in stage two or three by that point. Yeah. And... This, this framework is literally going to blow people out the water because it's going to, number one, humble people massively that think they're further ahead than where they actually are. And secondly, it's maybe going to surprise people that don't give themselves enough credit for where they actually are. And they're going to be able to identify that they're maybe further forward than they think that they are, but they actually just have to maybe show themselves a little bit more compassion. Mm -hmm. um, they could be further ahead, but just in order to go through the level that they're in, they just have to give themselves back a little bit more. Um, and I think these are things that we visited over the years we've done consistently ourselves and it's something that we've <laughs> we've been through when it comes to fucking telling ourselves absolute <gasps> bullshit stories um, so we've developed it from a place of understanding the neuroscience from understanding the experiences from understanding human thought processes and behaviors understanding beliefs and we've now put together what we believe to be a very solid framework that identifies progress across the board but also something you can't hide behind yeah, which is going to be absolutely insane. And Rue, you've not you've not heard it yet, but we're going to tell you about it. We could actually <laughs> probably do a whole other podcast yeah, episode. I've on kind it. of been yeah. left in the blue as to what you know. I'm thinking about all kind of give input here, but I have no idea that, about the that's structure. Exactly we're Remember, we had the team meeting and we were talking about the stages that we we're going to work yeah. our clients through, and we kind of already had them, but we've just went into more depth and we just built it out to a far greater level. So you're going to you're, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. it. <laughs> what what film was that from again? Uh, oh no, I read. Uh, I don't know if anyone's ever read or listened to. 
Matthew McConaughey's uh, green, oh, lights. green lights. Green, green lights. How funny lights. is it? And he says green that light. he says that the wee guy in Australia picks him up, and he, he's meant to be in Sydney, and he drives him like five hours <laughs> outside Sydney, and he's like, just down the road here, mate. <laughs> he's like, oh, you gotta love it. <laughs> and he says that as they pass like seven, eight, nine towns, and he's like, this isn't where you live either, is it? <laughs> and he was getting pure pissed off. And the guy ended up being a pure weirdo. I think um, asked him to call him mum and dad and shit. Uh, Imagine yeah, you yeah, flew yeah. all the way to Amer- uh, Australia from America, and you're this random family you were living with said that you must call them mum and dad imagine employing a coach and then coming and meeting you for the first time and going alright mum alright dad <laughs> <laughs> to be fair Rue does call me dad and I do call him son I've just taken him under my wing I'll accept it I, no I think Jen's more like an auntie Fun, I see her as a mum. Your mum and dad. Mum, she giving off mum vibes. Don't, don't do that to her ovaries. Don't do that to her ovaries right now. They're sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Fucking built for life baby. I know. I know. I know. Um, no, I think you're right. And I think like the bit that irritates me about the but my mindset's better thing is I'm like this, how you like what you do breeds how you feel right yep. sometimes mm-hmm. what you feel breeds what you do right so if you feel like you're mentally in a shit place that's going to have an impact how you show up physically right so you work on how you feel mentally as well as working on how you feel physically like they go hand in hand one fuels the other right don't get me wrong the only circumstance in which this isn't really the case is if you live with mental illness if you live with mental illness that's a whole different ball game right but I just feel like people band about concepts that they have no understanding of what they mean, right? Like your mindset is literally your psychological approach to physical things, mm-hmm. right? It's how you think about what you do. So if you're telling me your mindset's better, but you're still fucking about, yeah. then I know your mindset isn't better, right? And the thing is, is the bit that always makes me laugh is like, I know that people say that as a deflection tool. That's actually it's like a veiled fucking right, and it's like I it's like so you don't challenge them. Yeah, it's so a veiled it's them? a veiled manipulation tactic. Yeah. So people will manipulate each other all the time without even noticing that they're doing it. Right. Yeah. So the manipulation tactic in there is I'm deflecting away from this part of the conversation. I don't want to talk to you about this, so I'm going to pretend everything's fine. Say with the clients that you check in with, and you're like, "Yeah, everything's great, grand, all good," and then you say, "So what, what's been going on here?" Or managed to fill this out, or any evidence for this feeling and they're like no all good don't worry about it everything's great and it's like I know you're lying bro like (laughs) you are speaking to the queen of bullshit and that's the thing that always makes me laugh is that like I'm fluent in my own bullshit and other people's bullshit because I have been Billy bullshitter like for a huge chunk of my life so when you're telling me oh but I feel better you might feel better, but actually, where are you present- preventing yourself from feeling best? Just because you feel marginally better than you did before because the pain isn't as substantial yeah. doesn't mean that you get to go, oh, I feel better, so I'll just stay here feeling better. Actually, now that you feel better, great. What more opportunities are available to you now that weren't before that you can start to work on? Because if you're just doing this to feel marginally better, what's the fucking point? Like, we, we are not built for feeling better. So, like, make a decision. If actually that's enough for you and you want to settle there, then cool. But I think you really have to consider, like, how much are you letting yourself off the hook? How much are you not valuing yourself or seeing yourself as worthy enough for feeling even better than feeling better? I know. Do you know what I mean? I know. And the thing is, I'm I'm, I'm actually left a bit scattered mentally sometimes when people are like that because there's so many individuals, especially in communities <laughs> like this, that you're around that have went on to do great things and have shown, like, what you can achieve and how far you can go and other people don't actually take that on board. Like, I always used to look at people that were doing better at me than things and always used to look up at the traits, the characteristics, the values they had and I used to think to myself, like, I really want to be like them. But how did I get there? Mm. It was never, 
I'm never going to be there. Yeah. It was always, how can I get there? And it all came through the original kind of like hard work and discipline that, that training served. And you'll know this extremely well, Rue, as well, coming from like a, a very competent background in high-level sport and training for so long. Like people talk to me about the transferable skills in, in training. And obviously there's the huge ones of like resilience because you push past pain thresholds. There's a discipline that comes with actually training itself, going to the gym consistently, prepping food and sleeping well outside of it and all that sort of stuff. But the biggest thing that I think I've taken away from training above all else is it's your ability to think better under higher states of stress. Yeah. When the heart rate's high, when you're you're telling yourself to stop, when you're saying you can't do more and more, and you end up pushing through that and you can logically think instead of reactively think from an emotional standpoint because your body's telling you to fucking run, but instead you lean in and you fight. And obviously that fight that you, you enter into is very productive for the, the long-term transferable skills that you can put into other areas of your life. So if I ever find myself under stress, and stress can simply be psychologically when you're saying to yourself, can I do this? Or I don't think I can do this, or I don't think I can achieve these things. You can then start to speak back to yourself and be like, okay, this is my stress response really fucking picking up. Mm-hmm. What do I need to do here to get back to a state of logical thinking? And it's actually what kind of annoys me when people say, I just can't stop thinking this way, or I can't sort my head out, right? And I think there's something here that people need to understand. When you feel a particular way, it will it will it will lead to a particular thought process. If you have a random thought process, it will lead you to feel a particular way. It's like, for example, right now I live fucking eighteen floors up, right, and I'm not particularly scared of heights, right. I don't think I'm of jump out a plane before, but I think that was the safety blanket of a guy being on my back, strapped to my <laughs> back, that probably made me feel a little bit more 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 safe and secure. But eighteen floors up, I am okay standing on my balcony until I start to think about myself falling yeah. <laughs> over my balcony. And then what happens? I can feel my anxiety lifting, right? I quite enjoy doing that, though. Oh, no, I over it's a like bridge it. and leaning yeah. over it. He's definitely doing it for the thrill. I'm doing it for the thrill. I'm like, I'm like, right, let's get this under control. Like, this do, is just you're another like doing a planche yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the top of the balcony. Mate, by the way, that could be a shout. That could be the next goal. Do you want to hang him out for the Wall Street? I know. To be fair, we don't let the dog go out because we're like... I'm like, Joanne, she's fine. She's not going to fall through the the, the bars. Oh, wait, she's like, she would fit through that. And I'm like, how small do you think this dog is? <laughs> <laughs> she definitely wouldn't. Um, but I don't actually feel like a, a bodily response, like a stress response until I start to think about fucking falling and dying, right? Yeah. It's all maniacs, of course. You're going to think about these things and you're going to go through different scenarios in your head. But then when I control what I think is actually when I start to, to treat that response correctly. So okay, what can I do? I can take myself back inside, stop standing in the balcony. Mm-hmm. I can start to breathe. I can start to actively think differently. I can actually start to say, okay, is this actually what I want to think about? Like, there's a there's a large amount of the population that I think play down your ability to visualize outcomes and visualize different, different, um, different things that you can do to approach situations in a different way and think about different outcomes and stay very well connected to those outcomes. And... It's because they like, and I'm going to say it, it's because they like to to stay safe. Yeah. They like to just stay in the comfort zone. They like to, and the thing is, at the same time, and I'm going to say it again, this is what I was going to say, and then I was like, mm, are you going to be that harsh before I, I, I'm just going to do it. Hey, I, don't, I don't know why the fuck I'm sat on here. I've been fucking, <laughs> I, <I'm> cunts. <laughs> just get a cut out, it'll be fine. Um, that one's for Davey McFarlane, by the way. Old client of mine that said that we'll have a C-bomb on the, the podcast. So yeah. Davey, that's for you, bro. Um, but, they like to be validated, right? Mm. So it's like, people will come to you with all the excuses under the sun. They'll come to you with the same problems. The, the thing that fucking melts my mind the most is when, when people come and ask me for help 
on a particular thing and then they don't respond to the help that they're given and then they'll come to you just when they need you for something completely different go off their nuts so it's like okay well you've not messaged me in a week and now you've messaged me melting down over something completely different that i really can't even probably help you with yeah there's nothing related to our expertise and it's because you're coming to be validated one for the issue you've got going on and you, you think you're using us for something that's appropriate when you're not and secondly it's like I know I've not been doing what I should and that's why I didn't respond to you so now I'm coming to you for validation with a problem so that you don't you don't you don't challenge me yeah and or, that f- fucking pisses me off or even worse validation for something that they already do well so you don't look at the things that they're not doing well <sighs> there's a huge difference between oh celebrating God. your success and seeking validation 100%, massive difference 100% like and I think Jen you and I were talking about this um, and Rue you you maybe notice this with clients as well like if a client um see if you've ever got a client that's a little bit more distant not distance uh, distant in the sense that they're not willing to engage with you just maybe they're busy they take a bit of time to come back to you because of their responsibilities and all that sort of stuff but with their responsibilities they need a little bit more accountability you then maybe offer the accountability they don't respect the accountability and then they come back and use you for when they want to be validated because you they probably know that you're not very happy with the way that they're utilizing your service and utilizing you as a coach so if someone um just chooses to ignore you when they want to and then come to you and then share all the things that they're doing well that they should have been doing consistently anyway mm-hmm. should have been doing for some time especially if they're a longer term client and then they celebrate it and they celebrate like all the things so they could come to you and be like oh look done a gym session oh look done a run oh look done my steps oh look i've uh, adhered to my my fitness pal today so you, it's should like, be. <laughs> so you should be so so you should be and they do that when they choose to so then you maybe don't hear for a couple of days then they come back again mm-hmm. and then i've actually found sometimes that people then reach out to me on different platforms to try and get the same message across mm-hmm. and i'm like stop looking for my validation. I'm not going to validate you for something that you should have already been doing very well by this point because if you're going through the relevant stages of our competency and this is why we put it in, you should no longer even be in this stage doing the, the, yep. these sorts of things. Yeah. Um, have you ever experienced that? Well, I was just going to say that one of my friends who I've coached for a while, I was in the pub with him a couple of weeks ago and he turns to me, he asked me, he was like, oh, am I like, should I be further ahead than I am now? And I told him, I was like, basically, yeah, like you've, you've woken up earlier. That's the one change you've made. You're like, yeah, that's a class shift. Yeah. But you're, you're like, you're not consistently hitting your gym sessions. You're paying no attention towards your diet. Like, yeah, you should be further ahead. And for me, I think what he, I was like, like, what is your motivation? He's like, I want to make you proud. I was like, what i was like you want to make you proud i was like right like i get i'm your mate i love you to pieces but he's getting zero of his validation from himself in that situation he's getting all of his validation from when he's done a session send it over to me congratulations from myself i'm obviously going to big him up when he's done a session in that but if his only if their only source of validation is from me and they're not actually genuinely doing that for themselves through that process. And that is 100%. why they're not as far ahead as and not ticking the other boxes that they said that they were going to take. Literally this week, he messaged me. He was like, yeah, I'm dead motivated at the start of this week. Like I've done a shop with mom. Firstly, I was like, mate, you're 25. You don't need to do your shops. <laughs> you don't need to do your protein shops with mom anymore. Uh, and that wound me up a little bit. I'm like trying to get to be more independent. Um, and he's like, yeah, I've, I've done one session. I've, I've hit my calories. Um, guaranteed, end of this week, it's like a cycle. End of this week, he'll have crashed and burned. He won't have done his stuff. And I think it is mainly because he's not doing it for himself. He, he, well, he is. There's yeah. that part of it. But his main motivation and where he gets his validation from is me through mm. that process. Mm. Um, and he got complacent for a, a, a while as well. I was going to chat, actually, about what you were saying. And when someone's like, oh, I'm, I'm not absolutely perfect, but my mindset is good at the moment. And I think... Mm from a personal level, when I've felt my mindset 
be good. That's only in relation to progression somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Mindset's only really going to be bad if you're not progressing. If yeah. you know there's something you need to be doing and you're not doing it, that's when you're going to have a bad mindset. Then you start taking some boxes immediately. As soon as you go two days, taking even if it's not all of them, like you should be taking all of them. But even if you don't, if you take a couple of boxes, your mindset's going to get better. You're going to feel more positive. You're going to have forward motion. That's going to feel good. When you've had that for a prolonged period of time, that's not a time to get complacent. Like chances are you've done one stint of four to eight weeks of being consistent with the boxes that you need to take. You've achieved somewhat the goals that you want. Then it's like, where do you go from there? Like, you know what I mean? It's always looking for the next stage in the process, the next stage. And it's mm. not getting complacent with where you are. When you're complacent, that's when like, you've made a few steps forward. You've seen a bit of result. You're feeling better about yourself. If you get complacent again, after you've achieved your goal, and then you step back again, you're just going to end up feeling shit about yourself again yeah. because you're not making those steps forwards. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. And the one thing that I really want to get across to people from what we do here and what every single journey should be like that you go through in your life is that you're trying to get to a place where you can do this on your own. Mm -hmm. Like, I have coaches around me that are probably more mentors now that I just need to keep me on the straight and narrow. Like, they know I will do the work, right? They don't really have to coach me anymore. They're not trying to lead me to new insights. They they trust me enough that I'm at a level that I understand everything intelligently. They know if, I, if they say something to me, I'm not going to perceive it in a, in a bad way. You know, I'm not going to perceive it in a way where I'm like, okay, is it this that I should do instead? Because I've built the skills, so they know it's more of like a kind of mentor side, like, just do this. Yeah. And, and, let the results tell you the story kind yeah. of thing. Mm -hmm. But if people need the coaching initially, and that's totally normal, but people aren't willing to lean into the, the coaching first to mm -hmm. be able to get to that point of self-sustainability, self they actually, the amount of times people will come to me and say, you just really need to kick up the arse. I am like, fucking shut up, <laughs> shut up, right? You don't need to kick up the arse, right? Because if I just give you another kick up the arse, you're not going to respect what I've given to you because it's never actually helped before. Yeah, yeah it might get you fucking up and get a few steps in today might fucking make you go to the gym tomorrow but it's not really going to do much for you long term yeah let's actually look at the issue and coach you through it and see what we can do together here if you're willing to lean into it but i'm i'm gonna again be very very honest here it actually baffles me when people don't want to get to a place where they can do it on their own mm -hmm. you're a fucking human being right you're always going to need help yeah. i know i'm going to need help to progress in different areas of my life as i move forward but if you're on this journey and you've been on another journey like this well, you're never actually on, a, a, you've never been on a journey like a built for life journey. So if you've been on another uh, fitness journey, let's just say before, and you're still not there, or you're not just getting sick to fucking death of going around in the same circles. We, we work with sophisticated people that now understand they need something different, but we can only help you if you're willing to open up when you come inside this process. And we will not validate you for work that you should be doing. If you are making great progress and we will fucking celebrate and, and, and shout and shout about your, your progression from the fucking hilltops. But when it gets to a place where you should be further ahead than where you are, we are not going to validate you. We're going to challenge you because it's the only way that you can grow. And whenever I look back on mentors that I've had, the best mentors I've had, see if I've ever sent them like a win of any any anything at all, then essentially they've only ever come back and said like good job keep working yeah literally it right they, they don't get a shit they don't give me a shit ton of praise and sometimes after i feel a little bit sour right or i have like in the past but then i came to the realization that i was looking for their validation yeah i'm like i'm feeling sour because they didn't celebrate my win quite as much and i've had clients in the past say to me like i don't really feel like you've celebrated my win that much there and i'm like well 
I let's rewind three months. You had that one three months ago. Mm-hmm. So why would I be jumping for joy with the same one? Yeah. And you weren't looking to celebrate a win. You were looking for validation for what you've done. Exactly. And like, and we were kind of talking about this. Like if someone is just coming to you on their terms and don't reply to, to things outside of that, that essentially is going to challenge them to move forward. Those people will send you for validate, they, like send you stuff for validation. So just be like, what they've done, nothing else. Whereas if people are coming to you to share their win, they will come to you and be like, just smashed out this run. It was the best one yet. Can't wait for like my half marathon, like on X date. Um, I noticed this on my run. Yeah, here's the improvements I made. Yep, here's I, what I learned. Yep. Yep, yep, these are the lessons, blah, blah, blah. That's someone who's doing it because they're... You're only winning if you're taking the lessons, mm-hmm. right? That is literally it. You're only winning if you're taking the lessons. So what lesson can you take from everything you do? If you can't go and do something, and it's even like, it, it works on the flip side to see if someone comes to you and they've they've done something and it wasn't as good. They never did a great workout or they didn't have a great run. And they'll come and they'll say, oh, this was the r- worst run ever. And that's all they say. Yeah. It's like, you just want me to validate you yeah. here, right? Mm-hmm. What are the lessons that you've taken from that? Could you have hydrated better? Yeah. Could you have slept better last night? If you're a female and you're on your menstrual cycle yeah. and maybe your I, performance is This was a much run ever and I know now this is why. Exactly. I know this is what I didn't do that In I should have done. everything, exactly. like from every training session, and this is what I'm going to talk about tomorrow, there's so many more things that you can pull from a session in terms of effort, in terms of enjoyment, in terms yeah. of where your attention's focused. Like it shouldn't just be on the session itself. And then the people who send in something to the chat saying like, good run, this is what I've noticed, noticed, noticed. And then the people who have sent it in for validation, you can tell the difference between who is actually like learning to coach themselves. Cause you kind of do coach people to coach themselves. Oh, that's that's like, the whole point, yeah. Like, yeah. I was thinking the whole, you can take a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. That's what yeah. coaching is like. We can give you absolutely everything. When you come to us and give us like, this was a shit run. This is what I noticed. We can give you action actionable points based off that. Yeah. If you come to us and say, this was a shit run and wanting us to console you for that we can't give you anything based off that. The people 100%. who are sending us these runs as well or a session saying this was shit. Then we're asked, because there's been a few times I've popped into chat and have asked a, a question designed to kind of get a, 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 a certain response from a person so I can guide them in the direction of where they yeah. can draw attention in the training. And the people who tend to send them as kind of for validation will be the ones that tend to avoid any deeper questions afterwards. Yeah. Whereas yeah. the ones who do post either a good or a bad session with a little bit of extra detail and have that kind of deeper level of introspection in themselves and, and dif- different level of understanding of the session. They're the ones that they give us more information to go off and will be much more receptive yeah. of the coaching that we give them and then will go off and apply it to themselves. Yeah. I think it's a whole, we can give you all the advice we want to give you. Yeah. It's just if you don't apply it to yourself and then actually apply it with a bit of tenacity as well, the difference between just cruising through applying something and applying it like with a bit of grit if you don't genuinely go ahead and apply what we tell you, then you're not going to fucking move. That's it. That's, yeah. that's the, the bottom line. And that's the key difference for me between the people who are fluent in their own bullshit and the people that aren't, right? Is that if I come with, like, did this run, I found this really difficult. Like, the other day, you know, I was running, like, hundreds of pain in my foot and I had to stop and walk at some point because I had, like, major, major pain, like, cramp in my calves. And I was like, right, what's probably all the reasons that I've got cramp in my calves? Oh, I did hill sprints two days ago. There we go. There's the yeah. problem. And it's not going like, oh, I've got cramp in my calves. I didn't phone Mark and cry. Like, do you know what I mean? It was very much she like... She did try and phone her, just never asked. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking wish. Um, but it, it was very much like, here's the situation I'm dealing with. Here's the probable reason why, but I don't need to have the full reason why to still do it. So I'll just keep going and see how it goes. 100%. And I think like 
I think when you become, there's a thing that happens in coaching called coaching dependence. So what can happen over time, especially the longer someone stays in a coaching program? And don't get me wrong, like I do think that everybody goes at a different pace. There's no ideal time for someone to stay in a coaching program. There's no ideal like amount of time that it takes to achieve an outcome. But if you have been being coached for years and years and years and you don't feel you're yet at the point where I just like to keep in touch with you for some bits of advice or guidance but I do 80% of things in my own yeah. and 20% of guidance then you have to question actually how much progress am I making here because when you're in a coaching dependence it's very much like I wouldn't do this stuff unless there was someone else watching yeah. and when you're at the point where you wouldn't do it if some where you wouldn't do it if there wasn't someone else watching you really have to question actually Am I in a coaching relationship or am I in a coaching dependence? And I think we very, very much, I think just because of my background and like being an accredited coach, we very much foster um, coaching interdependency where it's you are independent the vast majority of the time. And we come in where we are relevant. But what happens quite a lot of the time... And see, the thing is, we're not not celebrating your successes to be bastards. The reason that we're not celebrating the, your successes that aren't actually successes is because it makes you dependent on that thing to do it. So I'm only going to go and do the run so that I can post it for everybody to go, yay, well done, amazing, good for you, right? Mm -hmm. If we do that every single time, you become dependent on that external validation. That means when it's taken away, you won't go and do the shit and you don't know how to do the shit for yourself, right? It's the same thing when people... People go to other people. I said this in the talk that I did at the live event in January. Never ever come to me for validation that you can't first give to yourself. Because unless you can tell me why you deserve the success and why this is specifically a win for you, then I'm not going to give that to you. Not because I'm an arsehole, right? It's all because I know that if you can't give it to yourself, me giving it to you makes no difference. And then where else do you become dependent on external feedback loops? Are you the kind of person that every single time you do something good and work you want a big pat on the back and a praise off your boss and you're raging if you don't get it I don't want to work there anymore because I'm not getting recognition no are you not getting recognition are you not getting validation mm -hmm. are you doing a good enough job that actually warrants recognition are you doing the bare minimum of what's expected yeah. I'm not going to celebrate you for doing the bare fucking minimum of what's expected and the thing is is when you're early on in a journey when I was early on in my journey, I've made no bones about it. I was the nightmare client. If you could design Aye. the nightmare client from here. Look at him nodding. Um, <laughs> the thing is, celebrating people to show up at that point is necessary. Yeah, 100%. Because showing up for me was the success. Yeah, yeah. Not cancelling you for a PT, not cancelling you for a PT session <laughs> 10 minutes before it started was a major success for me because at that point in time of my life, I was so riddled with trauma that walking out my front door was a fucking success, yeah. right? So this is so dependent on the person. But what I did show over time, even though I continued to be a nightmare for a bit of a while, eventually I started to show progress because guess what, guys? my mindset shifted yeah. therefore my actions shifted right and if you're going to tell me that your mindset is so much better and your mindset has shifted your mindset has shifted because you have reached an insight about yourself once you reach an insight which is when you learn something new about yourself or the world around you that facilitates a paradigm shift. Once you have facilitated a paradigm shift, you view yourself and the world around you in a completely different way. If you want to know more about this, guess what? I've done a whole podcast episode on it if you scroll back a few episodes, right? <laughs> and the thing is, you do have to revisit episodes sometimes, guys, to exactly. actually take it in. Don't just listen and then never go back. Exactly, right? So if you are viewing yourself and the world through a different paradigm, through your new and improved mindset, how you feel about these physical actions changes completely because mm -hmm. the purpose of them changes, right? 
Mm-hmm. So if you're missing the link and you think this sounds like you, where you say my mindset shifted and I feel completely different, but your actions still don't correlate, you have to redefine the purpose and the intention of those actions. What's probably happening is that you're still linked to the old purpose and intentions of those actions, a.k.a. Yep. I just want to lose five stone in six months, right? Me. Sounds familiar. When you reconnect with the purpose and intentions through the new paradigm, through the new way of viewing the world, it's why does this matter to me now? If that it doesn't matter to me before and I'm trying to re-engage with an old purpose that's not working, how do I redefine what the new purpose is of this thing? Because if you're telling me that you feel better, but you're not doing anything that actually correlates with the new state of mind, then guess what? It's bullshit. Yeah. And you're fluent in it. Yeah. Well, that, not fluent in it. I, no, <laughs> I'm I, fluent I, in I, it. I, you're I, not. <laughs> I, I, totally, I totally get what you mean, though. And like, I think it's it's people trying to work on things and like work on goals that they were working on 10 years ago, but they're now not the same person, especially if they, if they have grown a lot. The thing is, values also change in that as well. Like yeah. if your values change and your responsibilities change, your circumstances change, like why are you trying to do the same thing you've done 10 years ago under completely different circumstances now if you're in a higher higher more stressed um, work environment if you've got more kids if you are more strapped for time if your partner maybe works away from home if you travel more more frequently throughout the year you need to find better systems to actually focus on to allow you to get the result that you want and maybe the result isn't losing five stone anymore but instead it's maybe only losing two and a half and maintaining at a point where you feel is feasible for all of these different responsibilities all of the travel all of the stress you're under when you're away because it's not just stress of work if you were to travel for example it's the stress of finding places to order the right food so that you don't feel sluggish and you can show up to your work the next day feeling great it's about actually understanding is the place that i'm going to safe enough for me to walk around the night especially maybe if you're a woman there's all these things to take into consideration there's so much more that takes up your headspace and when that's happening you massively downregulate the amount of decisions you can make as well so if you need to have a better system in place that allows you to be a little bit more let's say flexible to move forward and be slower with your progressions then great. Like, you have to do things differently from time to time. Like, I used to be fucking 90kg bodybuilder, you know what I mean? And that's just because I purely, at that moment in time, had the focus of, like, the physical way that I look is is the most important thing. Now that's no longer the case. Yeah. But again, like, I found a different way to get there, even though that, was, that wasn't the intention. Mm. And I was thinking back to the validation thing, like, me and Jen were in Barcelona last week. Like, she'd went a run. I was out for longer because I ran nearly, like, 30k on my plan. And, um... I had texted her, I think it was around 14 and a half miles or something at this point, and I'd needed a uh, shit since mile like three. So <laughs> I remember I got to the beach. Like, Bar- thanks, thanks for the information, I, I, mate. I got, I, got, I got to Barcelona Beach, and listen, I've said this in the podcast before, like when you get runner's belly, it's fucking horrific. Oh, it's grim. So bad. So I got to Barcelona, a public beach, I think it was like 5k in, so it was about three point something odd miles in, and um, it was before seven in the morning, and I stopped at the first toilet I seen, locked. Stop at the second toilet I seen locked. Paula Radcliffe. It. <sighs> no, stopped at, the, stopped, stopped at the third. No, because oh. I would never have let him live that down. <laughs> no, I know, I know. <laughs> third locked. But there's so many people out in the beach and running around, and like it's all high rise flats, and people are out walking their dogs. And I just wasn't one of those ones. I have done them in the past, though. I remember I was in a paper round when I was like 14, and I was so far from home, and that me had the huge paper round when I was younger. Like, clearly been building businesses since a young age <laughs> um, and I just couldn't do any more so someone let's just say someone never got their paper that morning Susan, <laughs> Susan Dobbs's newspaper yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, that was like three odd miles in and then I'd ran 
I think I ran about 6.5 or 7 miles at this point away from where we were staying. And I was like, right, if I turn back now, the public toilets will be, you know, they'll be unlocked, surely. Uh-huh. Running back, they were all fucking locked again. And I'm like, ah, what time did these fuckers open that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's Spanish for uh, you. So bad. So I just ran all the way back to the apartment block. And I was like, right, I'm going to go in. I'll take a shit. And I didn't even have any electricity, mind. Oh, My electricity I... wasn't working for a full 24 hours when we arrived. Did you finish the run? Did you do this 30k with a gummy gut the whole time? A 14 and a half miles. I respect that. I, 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 because I, that makes a run so much harder. I know. And guys, this is <laughs> so where you need harder. to learn to suffer, right? I'm, I'm See, sitting in my air-conditioned room full of electricity, like I not thought, giving a fuck. And he's I was like, I've genuinely thinking this on my last run. I, exact same thing. It, was, it wasn't that long. It was just a 10k. It's like Bally Belly, but like two, in Scotland. Two, 2k in, I was like, oh my God, like I was farting so loud. R- running with a partner as well. I was like, uh, I hope no uh, one is eating I'll, I'll love the same. I love a running fart man. You know, like when you're, when you're riding the horse and every time you sit back down on the horse, it like, like trumps. Like trumps you can step. tell he's pure posh. Okay? You know when you're riding a horse? Riding no, no, mate. No, no. Can't really. Like, I mean, I can think of it riding something, but it's not a horse. <laughs> a this a horse is why you don't do podcasts with boys because this is where it goes. We're not going on to the other subject the boys talking about. You know when you're like proper tensing the sphincter though when you're running along? That that is so much harder than just like if you're fatigued and you're doing a long run, that's fine. Like yeah. that's just gritting your teeth. That's a bit of fatigue. That's that's all right. When you're doing a run, you've got to that. Bear in mind that <laughs> shit could come out at any second. <laughs> that is when you've got to actually get in the mindset for a run. That's when you've got to actually switch on the David Goggins mindset and yeah. actually tune in because you've got to sometimes really focus. I on just want to so take I'm... a minute to apologise to Paul, the podcast man who has to listen to this. <laughs> Massively respect. You'll be glad we're back. Mate. Um, no, but mate, you're you're so right. But and this is I've been speaking about this to so many people recently but it's like i think so many people have got to a point of success somewhat in their life because we take on a lot of people that are successful within their own right in different areas and i think that success is dulled their view of like the foundational things they need to keep in place to actually progress with their own health their own fitness and their own overall development because even though they are measuring themselves externally they're measuring themselves on things um that they're achieving money success um, status uh, recognition body composition whatever it may be the don't have the developed skills internally. Mm. Like they don't understand the values. They don't have a vision. They don't know how to emotionally control themselves in certain situations. They don't know how to read their own bullshits. They don't have skills that other people can't take away from them, built and developed to the point that they should. Yeah. And I think because it's easier to then define themselves by the success and the kind of the pedestal they're on, they continue to almost use that as an excuse as to why they can't do the other things and a bit of ego gets in the way there because they also don't want to be a beginner again at something so my my, the fundamental way i live my life is like i'm never going to stop doing the things and pushing myself as hard as i can from when i done that back in the day that got me to this point like i'm just not going to do it so running an 11 and a half miles needing to shut myself is one of those it's one of those disciplines and listen people might not get it they genuinely might not get it but for me that's a way to show the level of strength i'm i'm, I'm willing to portray to to go further under very difficult fucking circumstances yeah. but my point on validation was like i said to jane like listen i've still got like half an hour left to run or whatever it was so i'm going to jump in do a shit if you finish your run we can be back out by this point and no point did Jen need to validate me for nearly running 30k? 30k, especially. Not, 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 this is my point. This is my point. I don't want the validation for it. And Jen 
doesn't need to validate me because she knows what I'm like. Right. And I know what I'm like. That's why I don't need the validation from Jen. And I also don't want the validation back for you. I know, I know. I, I, I never said fucking, oh yeah, 6K. I was just like, how was your 6K? Uh, and I'm like, I had no pain in my ankle. Great. Aye, exactly. That's all I, want. I know. And then it was like, how fucking good is it been able to run in these places and have these experiences and so on and so forth? Like, this is what Built for Life is fucking all about, right? It's all about developing you as a person so you see yourself as the person you want to be. Simple as fucking that. And mm. see if you're not willing to understand that it all comes down to you transforming the way you see yourself, your self-image, your identity, and how that then correlates with everything that you do in your life and the way that you go about your business, then you shouldn't be Built for Life and you are destined to continuously live probably unhappy in several areas of your life and maybe to some degree blissfully arrogant and so, until something comes along and gives you a real fucking kick up the arse and a real like scare in your life that things need to change and I hope when people's backs are up against the wall potentially in that situation they would make change they might realise that they need something different but we are not here just for accountability plan nutrition fucking check-ins we are here for so much more we want to stretch your ability to think and expand that thinking on a different level because that's the only time and the only place that you'll ever start to see more insightful things that can come from your life but you need to be willing to do it and see if you're like I don't know how to that's why we are here. Yeah. Fuck me. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> There's um, a few clients who I would say are really at that stage now where they've really shifted massively. Like they're showing up at a level that they never have before. Mm-hmm. They're behaving like a whole different person. And I love celebrating them. And shout I out to Lynn Anderson, by the way. <laughs> Lynn, I know you're listening. You deserve a shout uh, out for this. That's who I'm talking about. Lynn is you. <laughs> there, um, are, there are more of you, but we're getting this one to Lynn. But like, Lynn's a great example of this, where Lynn now like has been sober for 95 days, I think, something like that. Yeah. Right? Lynn was a total sesh monster, and I know she won't, <laughs> she won't mind me sharing that. Um, but loved a drink. Like, Lynn was always out and about and doing stuff, but everything was focused around alcohol, social events, yeah. food, everything that went She wasn't an alki, by the way. Just she so, wasn't an alki. Just, just she wasn't case, an alki. And Lynn, we're not calling you an alki in case you we're calling she's, you an alki. She's a tired lassie like me, right? We're just Aye. like a scoop. Um, but it was very much like focused around the social events and keeping other people happy and doing what other people wanted to do and like beating to her own drum to a certain extent, but not having the courage really to stand up for herself a yep. lot. And I think to see where Lynn is now, like Lynn is like a, like who she was a year ago compared to who she is now, it is night and day. If there's anybody who represents what this brand, what Built for Life is, it's this woman because she's literally fought against, and Lynn's no fucking in her 20s, right? I'll not tell you what age she is because she'll shout at me, right? But <laughs> Lynn's no at a point in her life where she's like just starting out a new adventure or she's like, you know, young and got all this time in she's front so of her. She's so much experience. Right? Lynn has lived a life. She's had a yeah. ton of experience, a ton of incredible experience yeah. as well. Like lived abroad, like lived a really happy, fulfilling life, but knew she wanted and knew she was capable of more and has challenged every single belief that she ever had. And it wasn't an easy road, right? Because it was sometimes we were challenging Lynn and I know she could have punched me through that uh, phone. She, she absolutely would have, but she was willing to listen. She was willing to not believe her own bullshit and willing to accept the challenge that we were given to her. And even now, I celebrate Lynn all the time and I remind Lynn to celebrate herself because she has transformed fully but the question I asked her the other other day was so if this is Lynn 2.0 who's Lynn 3.0 she spent some time after a session running in a treadmill and immediately I was I I want you to go running and she was like oh fuck off Jen (laughs) give me two minutes man I've just run a treadmill now you're making me go and buy trailers and go out running and I was like but the reason that I'm doing it is because you've already dabbled in it 
you're already sitting with the questions you're already wondering probably could I do it you're already maybe seeking out a wee bit of support and a wee bit of help for some other people in the community who do run to look for a wee buddy so I know already you want to do it right mm-hmm. you just need pushed out of your own shite that's telling you that you're not going to like it your yeah. own shite that's telling you you're going to hate it right and just go and get a bash I know she's going to listen to this and she's going to message me straight at me but that's the <laughs> kind of I, that's the kind of level of challenge that you need and do you know the only reason I am doing that for her is because she's a fucking class person yeah. she is an outstanding woman and she she's only scratching the surface of what she's capable of now and this is the kind of this is the kind of people that you need in your life on this level of thinking is that we will celebrate you 100%, but we will never let you reach your limit. We are never going to be okay with you staying as you are. We're always going to be asking you what next. That's the, that's the only way to be. Yeah, and that's and we know because we've been there and we've done it. Like, see, if we didn't continue to push to new levels, every single one of us sitting here, we wouldn't be here. No. We wouldn't fucking be here. We wouldn't have these opportunities to do this together. Like... What was it you said, Rue, um, the last time you were up? You were down, like, competing at High Rocks, I think it was, in London, and you were up here in, like, the one week. things last time it was over. <laughs> 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 the, um, the PG stuff. Let's say the PG stuff. But even you said, you're like, I can't believe, like, in the space of a week or two weeks, I've been down in London doing High Rocks with a client, then I've been up in Glasgow this full weekend we used. Mm. Like, the, the, the opportunities and the doors it opens up and... I've not kind of debriefed for you much over the last few days and I'm not going to divulge what um, happened over the last few days but I was telling Jen about the opportunities that arose just from like the, the room that I put myself in this week and they're bigger than I would ever have dreamed them to be like and I'm not talking small scale and small level here I'm talking fucking like big level I, I, I was like I was I was jumping up and down like and I, I don't usually get excited about things I was like oh my god I've got feelings um, so like you need to understand that you need to keep on you need to keep on pushing like let the things that have shown you that you're able to get results in the past guide you you just need to keep on doing them to a higher level Mm. and you need to remove the ego along the way because like like i see this a lot you guys will have seen it as well say you've got someone who runs a half marathon runs a full marathon and then they fall off they kind of they fall off the the running the running road let's say afterwards I don't want to say the track. Fuck, falling off track. The wagon. Uh, they're falling off the wagon, I know. Um, but they fall off the running road. They, they just, they stay at the house. They just don't go down the running road for a while. And um, they're like, oh, it's difficult to get back into it. You said that Me? as well. And, I, yeah. I, and, I've, and I've found that. Like, after really you've been is. working towards a big, big goal, it is difficult to get back into it. But there's a, there's a sense of ego there as well where they don't want to get back into it because they don't want to be seen as doing less mm. than what they've already done. And I'm like, well, you, every time you run, you can't just run a marathon, bro. Yeah. Or you can't just like run a, an ultra marathon every or time you do what's the point it. if I'm not achieving something at the other side of it? Yeah, exactly. Like, and I see people who contribute throughout that full process, like they celebrate their wins or they probably seek validation. The way you, you'll look at it. So they'll be maybe training for these things. They'll be posting in the group. They'll be coming to us. And then when they they haven't been doing it off the back of it and then they want to get back into it it's like okay let's contribute again then they don't want to contribute because Mm. it's it's seen as low level in comparison to where they are that's when you know your ego is in the way and you need to fucking pull yourself off that pedestal 
and remember that the basic fundamentals are not the outcomes it's the effort you're putting into it and it's not just the effort that you're putting into the the task itself it's the effort that you're putting into contributing a better form of you and the way that you think to a community of like-minded people who are trying to achieve the same so that you can help them 100%. like see when you do see when you do really nice things for people don't you just feel incredible off the back of it totally mm. and i think this is a huge component of community that i think is overlooked for people is that see at some point it's no longer about you fucking like, right see honestly now see anything i do is actually nothing to do with me and everything to do with like who I am to other people. Like, I can't not do these things because I need to be that person to them. Therefore, I have no choice but to do this thing. It's about the contribution that I'm making to others. And I'm so tied in with the contributions that I make to other people in the different areas of my life that it's actually fuck all to do with me. Yeah. And like, I, I could cut my run short, but actually, how, how do I have any given right to challenge anybody as a coach if I'm if I'm letting myself away with my own bullshit, yeah, like it's no, it it just becomes that it's no longer about me. And I think this is one of the things that you see with so many high flyers. We've had some amazing shares in the group recently, um, and I think that it's one of the most important things about high flyers is that they're not posting their journey or their story to be like, look at me, look at me. And actually, most of them will say, I'm not posting this for you to praise me. I'm posting this to show you how much the way that I think has changed. Yeah. There's a fucking mindset shift, right? Yeah. My way of thinking has changed. Therefore, here is what I have done, yeah. right? That's someone who just feels better. That's someone who feels that their mindset is in a better place because they can actually say, now that I've come through the other side of this, in a time before I believed it was possible and I believe that it's possible now, how do I share that experience with other people who are still on that other side of the old mindset? Yeah. It's no longer about you and what you've done. It's actually how can this make a difference to somebody else? That's someone who's a high performer. That's someone who understands the importance of contribution, that it's no longer about you and it's about everybody else. Yeah. See, when you say that um, it's no longer about you, I think people get very confused who are still in that mindset uh, seeking validation. Mm -hmm. So like you'll get people who always look for validation from other people by doing things for other people. So they'll stretch themselves too thin, too thin, do things for their family, do things for their parents, do things for their nieces, their nephews. They'll do things for people in their work because they're wanting people to validate them. They're always just wanting people to show them some form of like recognition for what they're doing and that they're a good person. It's like, validate me. Like, I'm a good person. I'm doing things for you. Mm -hmm. But then on the flip side, like when those people are confused by what we say when we say it's no longer about you and you need to focus on doing things for others, is that you create this like, intuitive and instinctive balance with things like you actually know when to push that's the thing about balance remember it's a sliding scale so when i say balance i'm not talking 50 50 you know when you should be pushing more you know when you should be pulling back more but you know that you need to go that run because it's going to show you um on a level where to other people you're living with integrity because that's the job you're doing and you want to be able to, to, to coach people from a place that you've been because you can't really coach when you've not been somewhere that other people are at you yeah. know it's very difficult to do so you need to understand the emotions the feelings and even when you you choose to not work over the weekends because you could like you would work over the weekends before if you do really have to push for a project like that's that's how the equation if we're, we're doing some heavy work but if like you are actually having to work over the weekends previously when it probably wasn't necessary you're seeking validation from your clients and the people you're working yeah. with they're having a good job like people need to look at it from this perspective Whereas now you're like, in order for me to be the best that I can be, I need to say no to these social plans. Yeah. I need to put these boundaries in place. That's the difference between people doing it for validation and doing it for others. Yeah. Everything they do, even if it looks like what they are doing is selfish for themselves, yeah. is all for the greater good of the impact that they want to have yeah. on other people. Would I do this if I couldn't tell anybody about it? 
would I do this oh. if I couldn't tell anyone that I'd done it? Yeah. Would I buy myself this thing if I couldn't show it off to other people or post it on Instagram? Mm. Like, that's the surefire way to figure it out. If I couldn't tell another soul that I was doing this thing, would I still want to go and do it? That's yeah. the difference. There's a big difference about doing doing something or doing something for other people out of need, need of validation and doing something for the people out of a, a place of genuine security in yourself as well. They're yeah. two very different things. And that's something I think I've recently gone through is possibly even like a year ago, I was doing things for validation for like nice things, nice yeah. things that would be perceived as nice and things that I, I do enjoy doing, but the main reward was validation from mm. other people. Whereas now kind of grown a little bit through the kind of few years that I've had and a lot of my nice things that I want to do for people is because I want to do it, not for validation. And I am taking a lot more time for myself, as you guys realized last yeah. week. Like I've yeah. been doing this. So it comes both ways, doesn't it? Yeah. You've got to be selfish to be selfless sometimes. Like you've got so to be able to take that time for yourself to give that time to other people. Yeah, Absolutely. to be fair. Also, I had to slightly bully you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you told me to fuck I, off I, all this group chat. Like it's related I was literally like, right mate, you're burning yourself out, right? And obviously Rose got ADHD. So one thing he's like really came to notice is like people with ADHD can really push past a threshold of burnout and not recognize it. Yeah. Mm. So he's now got that information though. So with ADHD though, I know there was so many things going through his mind. Like I'm burnt out, but I also want to do this. I could do that <laughs> and I've got a great idea here so I mean it, it literally like, got like mean, uh, three deleted messages in the group chat that I sent over <laughs> oh, deleted anxiety I was, like, <laughs> I was thinking to myself I was like that why is there like messages then deleted messages but I was like bro here's three things you have to do just do this and he was like okay I feel better now <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was like I think this is what I need to do yeah. I, I was like next time you're having a, a breakdown just come at me and I'm just going to give you clear action steps some gentle workplace bullying it all comes from a place of love but again like that, that's something that people need to learn to take like to not feed into their own shit like I think people come because they think more is better like see whenever honestly any mentor I've had any coach I've had when I've asked them something they've done they actually lay out like this here's what you have to do number one three sentences number two three sentences yep go do it and come back to me and tell me. <laughs> Once right? you've done it, yeah. But then, like, see if you come back and you've not done it. Don't come back to me. Don't come back to me. Yeah. Yep. Don't come back to me. Because again, if they come back and they're like, I've not done it for X, Y, and Z reasons, you're looking for my validation for a, for for why you've not done it. Yeah. Go away and do it. Why you've not done it doesn't change what you've still got to do. Exactly. So you either do it or you just fucking stay stuck. Yeah. Simple as that. That was a bit ranty, wasn't it? I promise we're much nicer than this. I know, no, we are. We actually are. We, I don't know why that was so ranty. <laughs> it needs to be said. I think we're sweating in here. It must, be the, be, it must be the sun. It's like, we complain about the weather in Scotland and the sun comes out and we're like, why the fuck's it so warm in here? It's the attitude here. <laughs> but do you know the thing is as well, like you, you, you will surround yourself with people who reaffirm the things that you want to hear and sometimes you need to hire people who are going to tell you the things that you oh, don't necessarily want to hear I like you're a cunt. but do you know what <laughs> but do it in the right way because you know there's so many coaches like obviously we talk about this in the podcast we don't speak to our clients like that's right Aye, it's more but constructive it's much more constructive and it's much more compassionate but i think sometimes. that the general when they need it some some of them like just like to be bullied sometimes like, i need to go a note full on jason statham man like full, full on you know voice what? Note. vast majority thank you for it no, and they i always think do. it's the intention and the place that it comes from because i think if you if you actually want to move past your own shite that you've always told yourself you kind of be around the same people who are telling themselves the same shite and then reinforcing your shite like your ma is always going to tell you you look lovely in that hen don't worry well if it's like a nice ma maybe not every ma um, but <laughs> you're always going to have you're always going to shut up you're always <laughs> going to have people in your life who just encourage you to stay the same encourage you to stay, stay, stay safe that don't want you to like change or grow because then you're highlighting how they're not changing or growing yeah. and the reality is like sometimes you need to hire 
hire people who are skilled in the art of giving you constructive, direct and challenging feedback that's going to help you to understand that's exactly what my issue is. Here is what I need to do next. Like sometimes you need to hire people who will help you to think on a different level or think on a different level for you until you get to that, that next thinking level. I honestly just wish some of our clients would fuck off all their friends and family. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Come and just, join the cult. Just learn how to deal with them better. And this is the whole thing about the, 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 the ownership and the responsibility thing we're very big on here. Take responsibility of everything that you can do to make this better. And then you, you exhaust everything you can and see if it doesn't change. Then you know at least you've done everything you could. Yeah. But they're not willing to half the time. Um, after in that like validation zone. Yeah. I'm not meaning ever. I just mean people who are in that mindset of like still needing validation from these people. But we do have another podcast to record. So uh, we're going to round. A big bit less ranty. Yeah, we'll round it off. We'll be nice in the next one. Why don't we do a, something fun in the next one? <laughs> Stay tuned, guys. We'll be nice to you this time, I swear. Exactly. Say bye, team. Bye, troops. Bye, guys. Later, team. <laughs>